you cannot count the number of angels. There are millions, and each one sings the melody of God's praises. And yet, He chose us. Faulty humans who do not always sing on key. He wanted this messy embrace. This awkward hand-holding. Shaky fingers cradling his essence in the palms of our chosen human hands. Hi, I'm Tanya, and you are listening to a special holiday episode of Human and Holy, a podcast by The Tanya Project, where we discuss spiritual ideas in human terms. Today's episode is sponsored by Tzivi and Levi Izagwi, and is dedicated to Nishmas Pinchas Zev Wolf Ben David Aryuleib. Thank you, Tzivi and Levi, for making today's episode happen. All the learning done through today's podcast is dedicated in memory of Pinchas Zev Wolf's Nishama. To sponsor an episode or become a supporter on Patreon, please reach out at humanandholy at gmail.com. So Shavuos is coming up in a couple of days, and in honor of the holiday, I'm doing a solo episode. Shavuos is the holiday that celebrates God giving us the Torah. Today, I'm going to talk about the backstory to that gift, a little-known legal court case that happened between Moshe and the angels, and that determined who would receive the Torah. Within that court case, I have found the words to guide myself when I do not feel worthy or capable of carrying out the Torah's sacred task. It was the sixth day of Sivan, 2,448 years after the creation of the world. The Jewish people were camped at Mount Sinai. Suddenly, thunder and lightning tore through the skies. The mountain was shrouded in smoke. The shofar, the ram's horn, began to blow. First, quietly, and then louder and louder. Then, the entire world held its breath. Dogs stopped barking. Horses stopped neighing. The birds did not chirp. Even the angels were silent. And then, God's words ripped through the universe. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. I am Hashem, your God. The Jewish people were no longer just the children of Abraham. They had been chosen for a divine mission, and their connection to God and the world was forever changed. Little did the Jews know that before this happened down here, the angels were not silent on high. There was a court case happening between Moshe and the angels. According to a medrash on the event, when Moshe came up to heaven to receive the Torah, the angels turned to God and complained. 
What is this human being doing among us? What right does he have to receive the Torah? We are your neighbors. The Jews are strangers. The Torah is stored in heaven and we live in heaven. So we should get first dibs on this treasure. God forwarded their complaint to Moshe and said, Listen, buddy, (laughs) this is yours. Answer them. So Moshe turned to the angels and said, Tell me, did you go out of Egypt? Do you struggle with serving other gods? Do you have a Yitzhahara? Do you ever feel jealous? Do you have parents that you need to respect? Do you work in business? What use is the Torah to you? The angels were silenced, and God's voice descended upon the universe. The verdict was in. The Torah belonged to the Jews. I want to give you a little bit of legal background to this heavenly court case. Moshe and the angels weren't just squabbling. They each actually had very valid halachic claims. So what were these halachic claims that they each had? There's a Jewish law that states that before selling a field, you need to ask your neighbor if he'd like to purchase it. So since he may want to have two properties right next to each other, he should get first rights to your field. A stranger doesn't have any particular gain from buying that field, while your neighbor does. So basically, you have to call your neighbor before calling the realtor. So when the angels argued with Moshe, when the angels questioned Moshe's presence in heaven, they actually had halachic legitimacy to their claim. They are God's neighbors. The humans are the strangers. Shouldn't God offer them the Torah before giving it to the Jews? And then Moshe's response seems a little emotional (laughs) for a technical argument. But he obviously did have a halachic basis to his response because that response is what silenced them and allowed the Torah to come down into the human sphere. So what was it about Moshe's response that satisfied their complaint? Where was the permission in Jewish law for God to give this heavenly wisdom to human beings of flesh and blood? So there are a couple commentators that take a crack at it. One commentator explains that the angels don't really have a claim because we too are God's neighbors, since our souls are sourced in heaven. Another commentator argues that when a seller wants to sell everything that she owns, including her field, priority goes to the buyer who will take the full package. So the angels really only wanted the sod of the Torah, the hidden part of the Torah. They recognized that they had no use for the practical application, so they were only asking for the sod. But Moshe wouldn't be picking and choosing which parts of the Torah to take. He would be taking the entire thing, hidden and revealed. Therefore, precedence should go to Moshe. There are a couple other answers given as to what it was that Moshe said that silenced the angels. But none satisfy the Rebbe. And Asicha said on the second day of Shavuos, in the year 1958, the Rebbe says, all of these halachic responses are legitimate, but they don't really fit Moshe's actual response to the angels, the actual response that the Medrash gives. 
So what is it that Moshe told the angels? He said, tell me, did he go out of Egypt? Do you struggle with serving other gods? Do you have a Yetzirah? Do you ever feel jealous? Do you have parents? Do you work in business? What practical use is the Torah to you? He didn't speak of our soul source in heaven. He didn't make any mention of receiving the Torah in full. Instead, he focused on the human physicality and its importance in the acceptance of the Torah. So how does his answer provide halachic basis to the Jews receiving the Torah? According to the din of Bar Metra, if the neighbor wants to buy the property just to plant a garden, and a stranger wants to buy it to build a house, the priority goes to the stranger. Moshe was telling the angels, For you, the Torah is a beautiful tapestry to gaze at, a garden to stroll through. For us, it is the blueprint on how to build a home for God. You cannot build a home for God in heaven. No matter how dedicated the angels are, no matter how endless their praises, they cannot fulfill the purpose of creation. The home for God is built when we take the human limitations we are given. The Yetzirah, the limited perspective, the potential for jealousy, the boundaries of our personal Egypts, and we welcome the guidance of the Torah into those deeply human spaces. When darkness is turned to light, when the soul struggles within the concealment of the body, there you see true creation. There you find potential for transformation. God made this world yeshmeayin, something out of nothing. When we take our something, the parts of ourselves that feel separate from Him, and turn them into a vessel for our divine mission, we reflect God's energy of creation back into this world. We express a part of Him that is no home anywhere else. We express His very essence. Our human selves are not the enemy. They are not something that we wrestle with and try to break. It is an innocent animal or a child aching to be taught and channeled in the direction of the deepest truth. We are given the task of mothering our human selves, of aligning ourselves with the Torah in a way that touches the very fabric of who we are as humans. You may have heard this idea many times before, how God has the angels, how he doesn't need perfection. He needs you. But do you believe it? When you accept the Torah on Shavuos, do you tell yourself, I am not enough for this gift? Do you tell yourself, there is no way I can actually build a home for God? I know I do. Every day. In my mind, I believe that God needs me <laughs> and not my perfection. And yet, somehow, I often find myself deflecting responsibility or downplaying my role, because I just can't imagine that my tiny service actually matters. This court case of angels versus humans is the court case of our daily internal talk, 
we experience it every moment. Every moment we hear a voice in our head that tells us, God is seeking perfection. Your service isn't and will never be enough. The illusion of God's demand for perfection is the Itzahara's trick to get us to disassociate from the Torah. It never causes us to try harder. It only causes us to disengage. We tell ourselves we don't need to be angels, and then we act as if God is looking for the angels. But the angels asked for the Torah. They did more than asking. They fought. And God said no. But even with this understanding, even when we tell ourselves God chose the humans, the Torah belongs to us because it is specifically our human limitations that God needed in order to build a home, we still manage to downplay our role. We say, okay, redemption happens when I release myself from a huge and mammoth limitation, not when I go an inch out of my comfort zone. We say, okay, Holiness happens when I pray for hours on Yom Kippur, not when I make 30 seconds for God in the morning before rushing on with my day. Essentially, in those moments, we are saying, I do not feel worthy of the Torah. It is not possible that God actually needs my human self. He needs something else, something better, more perfect, more wholesome, more complete. Stop. That's the voice of the angel, claiming their right to the Torah. But the angels did not win the court case. Moshe did. Moshe said, every day we're striving to go out of our personal Egypt. We struggle to see God in a world of concealment. We have a Yitzhahara. We feel jealous sometimes. We have parents who we are learning to respect. We need the Torah as our blueprint in our most human moments. This is what I remind myself when I'm struggling to believe that a small action matters, when I'm not really sure if God actually cares about how I take the seeds out of the pepper on Shabbos, when I'm reading a quick article that denies God, when I want to lash out at someone's rudeness, when I'm struggling to put my wig on, when I don't want to pray. God gave the Torah to me. He knows my imperfections better than I do. And he also knows my strengths. I was there at Mount Sinai. I heard, Anaychi Hashem Elekecha. I am Hashem, your God. He chose me. Full package. He said, Only you can build a home here. Only you. With your specific flaws and unique gifts. Take the wood I have given you and build something with it. Cut around the seeds of your pepper. Shut the article. Your soul doesn't need to hear it. Take a few deep breaths before expressing your anger. Pray for 30 seconds. Your prayer matters. This court case is the court case of our lives. The verdict matters. It is not despite our human limitations. It is because of them 
that we were chosen to build a home for God. This Shavuos, I challenge you to accept the Torah with open arms. It belongs to you. When God first gave us the Torah, the angels were silent. Today, let the angel within you be silent too. And let the Moshe within you be roaring and confident. Say, I am worthy of the Torah. My human struggle is not contrary to the holy book I was given. It is the reason for it. Within it lies my purpose. Within my human experience, I can build the home that God craves. Thank you.